Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. What's, what's your Jericho? What is it that is on the horizon that haunts you, that gives you trouble and strife and toil? I think we all in our lives have our Jerichos. And like I said earlier, it can be different things for for different people. There are some things that would tempt me that wouldn't be a temptation to you. But there's some things that would be a temptation to you might not be a temptation to me. We're talking about defeating your Jerichos tonight. I really believe that the book of Joshua is very symbolic. It's just basic narrative. It's basic story. Not a whole lot of theology taught, per se. I mean, it's there, but it's not taught as Paul did in, say, Romans. But I think some of the symbolism is pretty clear. For example, they've crossed the River Jordan. And we've said that many theologians believe that's symbolic of a person getting saved. But then they face the enemy in the promised land, which I think is very symbolic of the enemies that we still have to deal with after we get saved. And as Israel has to defeat their Jericho, we have to defeat our Jerichos. Now, in a general sense, we all face the same Jerichos, in a general sense. We said last week that the Jerichos that all of us face would include the world, Satan, and our flesh. Now, how that comes to play may be uh, different for each one of us, but that's the general picture of what the problem is. You think about it. Satan is a liar. If there's one thing Satan is described as, is a liar. So Satan lies in order to defeat or destroy us. The world, which is unsaved mankind, believes and promotes those lies that Satan tells. And our flesh is attracted to those lies. There's a natural attraction of our flesh to those lies. So Satan is always putting Jerichos out there to try to bring us down. I said last week that I think the three probably greatest influences in the world today that Satan is using is the entertainment industry, is public education, and liberal, progressive politicians throw in celebrities there. And last week, in a quick review, we learned that before the children of Israel would go into combat, so to speak, with Jericho, They had to be prepared. So we learned there that to gain victory over the world, our flesh and Satan, you have to be prepared. And they did four things. Real quick, review. The Lord said, no, before you go to battle, there's got to be circumcision. And we said that's reaffirming your relationship with God. And you do that best through obedience. They'd been wandering in the wilderness. They hadn't had the circumcision. Now that they're into the promised land, God says, I want you to circumcise the men. 
And again, that, that's an indication of, 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 of a relationship with God. Then he told them, you got to have the Passover. And what is that doing? They, they're recalling their, their rescue by God, and that's reflection. So going into our preparation when we're doing battle with our enemy, there has to be obedience. You're not going to be very good at battle if you're disobedient. There needs to be reflection. And then in the story in chapter 5, there was the manna that ceased and the fruit of the land that they enjoyed. And that's God reminding them of the resources they have in God. And we express that through gratitude. And then we also saw in chapter 5 the pre-incarnate appearance of Christ there with the sword speaking to Joshua. That tells us that we need to reassure ourselves of the reality of God. And that comes through trust. So a person that's dealing with um, issues that would destroy them, destroy their testimony, destroy their faith, is much better prepared for battle when they have obedience. When they do reflect on God saving them. When they do have gratitude for what God has provided for them. And... Trusting God reminds us of the resources that he gives us. And all of those were preparation for battle. So a serious Christian who has the obedience, has the reflection, has the gratitude, has the trust, is in a much better position to live a victorious Christian life than a Christian who is immature and lacks obedience lacks this reflection, realizing where they've come from, lacks gratitude and lacks trust, they're going to be very vulnerable. So we need to be working on those things daily. We need to be, make, we need to be on purpose thinking about those things and, and, and being conscious of those things. So last week there was the preparation for defeating our Jerichos. Now tonight you're going to see the execution of the plan. But first, Let's take a little side trip, and then we'll come back. And this is just a little side trip. My mom was telling me recently about her reading through the Bible. And I am so proud of her. She just turned 86. And I, I, I don't want to say something that's not true, but I, this may be the first time that she has systematically, on a daily basis, read through her Bible. But she was telling me about it, and she says, there's some tough stuff in the Old Testament. And she says, I struggle with some of that. You know, wipe out these people, destroy these people. Well, I can understand her struggle with it. I think a lot of people, you know, we trust God. But a lot of people struggle with it. Well, because they're about to go and see a city of real people die. And... I, I ran across a, a, a couple things that kind of helped me, and I think it would help you to put it into perspective. When you ask the question, how could God destroy a city? Let's just be mindful of something. Those people had a chance to repent like Rahab did. Rahab knew about them. They knew about them, the inhabitants of the city. Remember that, folks. Rahab, she got right. And her family got right. And in this story, they are spared. The rest of them knew. They, they knew what they were in for. Just like Rahab didn't have some 
knowledge that the rest of the city didn't have. They chose not to. And folks, choice has consequences. Then I read this comment, and I, I, I put it on the board for you. I, lo- I love the way David Guzik, uh, he's a commentator, said this. He said, the severe judgment that is brought against Jericho and all of Canaan, listen to this, didn't come because they were in the way of God's people. Okay, uh, That's important to remember. It's not like, well, I gave it to the children of Israel and these people are just in the way. No, that is not the issue. God's judgment came because this was a people who were in total rebellion against God and in league with the occult as the artifacts recovered from this period demonstrate and which Deuteronomy talks about. I've told you from this pulpit, I used to... Like so many, wonder, you know, God, I trust you. I don't doubt that you do what you do is right, but to annihilate a whole people group, that's a little heavy. But I've said from this pulpit, seeing how ISIS does things puts it in a little more perspective for me. Doesn't it for you? You know, I mean, as ruthless, have you ever read? I mean, I can't read about what they do to people. I, I can't handle it. There are certain images that keep showing up on Fox News of these. I won't even go there. I can't even talk about it. But seeing people that do that and are raising up children to do that and who revel in that. In Deuteronomy chapter 18, these people are described. The people there in Canaan. Verse number 9. When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire. That's what they were doing. What does pass through the fire mean? They're throwing babies into a fire. Folks, that's demented. That is true. I mean, you don't reason with you don't reason with ISIS. You know, you don't reason with these people. So again, these are not people that are in the way, and they're just an inconvenience. So wipe them out. There shall not be found any among you that maketh his son or his daughter pass through the fire, or that uses divin- divination, you know, witchcraft, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. That's witchcraft, another way of saying it. Verse 12, for all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. For these nations which thou possess, hearken unto observers of times and unto diviners. But as for thee, the Lord thy God hath not suffered thee so to do. So that just that little side journey before the walls, as the song says, come a-tumbling down to give you some perspective. Again, they've crossed the River Jordan. They've made their preparations. The Lord has said, you're going to march around the city. The priests with the horns, men of war, everyone, the ark of God, 
You're going to go around seven times. And on the last day, you're going to go around again and again, and then you're going to blow the trumpets, and the people are going to shout, and you're going to see something that nobody else has ever seen. And the city was destroyed. Rahab was spared. I like what this quote says and giving us the, the symbolism there. An old writer says that every carnal heart is a Jericho shut up. God sits down before it and displays mercy and judgment. It hardens itself in a willful security and saith, I shall never be moved. But what numbers of men there are who close their hearts and keep them barred against God. The people there had the opportunity to get right as Rahab did and they chose the doom that befell them. Well, as you consider the battle of Jericho and we consider the symbolism that I think is very real there, I think there's some very practical lessons you and I can learn whatever your battle is. And I think most people have their own battles, different battles for different people. And the way the Lord instructed the people and what the people dealt with in the battle of Jericho, I think there's some practical insight as to how you are to deal with your Jericho. The, the problem in your life. Let's look at them real quick. Number one, we learn from this, everyone has his or her Jericho. In verse number one of chapter six, now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went in and none came out. This was a walled city. And when the children of Israel got there, they got everybody in the city. They closed the gates. But it was very real. And it had to be dealt with. Joshua has to confront the walled city of Jericho. They are an avowed enemy. They were doing horrible things. They had to be defeated. And just like the children of Israel there after crossing the River Jordan had to face their Jerichos, we, after we get saved, have to face our Jerichos. For some people, it may be addiction issues. For some people, it may be fear and anxiety issues. For some people, there may be anger issues. That might be your Jericho. You know, it just defeats you. It hurts you. Jealousy issues. Pornography issues. And the list is endless. But the one thing we learn is Everybody has their Jerichos. Joshua and the people of Israel had their Jericho, which I think could very well and is symbolic of you and I, and not a physical walled city that we have to deal with, but a threat that we have to deal with. Number two, we learn from this story that you must use all the resources available to defeat your Jerichos. Whatever you're going up against, you need, you, you, there are resources that you need to use. In Joshua chapter 6, in verse number 3, And ye, these are God's instructions, and ye shall compass the city, circle the city, all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thou shalt do six days, and seven priests shall bear the ark, and, and seven trumpets of ram's horns. And the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times, and the priests shall blow it with trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and ye hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people, they're all going around, shall shout with a great shout. The Lord has the priests go around. They have the ark go around. It talks about the men of war going around. It talks about the people going around. Everybody gets involved. It took everybody. 
Nobody could say by, to deal with this, everybody had to be involved. And I think the lesson there for us that we take away to help us today is that when you have a Jericho, it's right to get others involved. It's right, you know, particularly believers, particularly mature believers, don't try to handle it by yourself. Don't try to get your walled city to crumble by yourself. If just the priests would have walked around, wouldn't have worked. If the men of war would have walked around by themselves, wouldn't have worked. If the, just the ark had been taken around, it, it took everybody to defeat their Jericho. And even if it may seem embarrassing to you, even if it may be hard to do, you, you, need, you need to get people that can help you to help you. Don't ever hesitate to get people involved. Don't ever hesitate to call me. Don't ever hesitate to call my wife. Don't ever hesitate to call Jamie or a mature brother and sister in this room this evening if you're going through a tough time. When you defeat a Jericho, you need to get as many people that the Lord can use, you need to get them on board. Number three, you must defeat your Jerichos as God directs. As God directs. When, when you have a problem in life, it, the temptation is to, well, what does Oprah say? Uh, what, what does Dr. Phil say? You know, the big question is, what does God say? And whatever you're dealing with, whatever the subject is, I guarantee you that he says something about it and how to deal with it. You know, in this case, Joshua chapter 6, again, verse number 3, And thou shalt compass the city, all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thou shalt do it six days. And, and, and you, know, you know the routine here. You know, if left to themselves, they would have probably just attacked. You know, kids, ladies, stay in the back. We're going to go try to scale these walls, and we're, we're just going to attack the city. But, you know, we've got to follow God's instructions. And just as he gave them clear instructions about their Jericho, he'll give you clear instructions about your Jericho. If it's any of the things I mentioned a while ago, the jealousy, the anger, the anxiety, the fear, the pornography, it's, it's addressed in the Bible. And it's addressed how to deal with it and, and, and what to do. So when you're, when you're in battle and, and you're dealing with your Jericho, whatever it might be, you need to spend a lot of time in God's Word. You need to spend a lot of time in prayer. You need to spend a lot of time with Christian friends. You, you need to spend a lot of time being sensitive to the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Then number four, we learn from this story. The work to defeat your Jerichos must be done in faith. Must be done in faith. Because, again, those instructions. Excuse me? <laughs> We've got an enemy there, and you want us to do what? Did I, you know, I can hear, you know, Joshua listens to the Lord, and Joshua's explaining to the people. <laughs> you know. Yes, Joshua. We're going to walk around <laughs> the city. I'm sure this what? what? What is that going to do? You know, it, it took faith for them to do what they were going to do. Human reason would think the instructions were preposterous. So faith was required. You, you might read something in God's Word that talks directly about your Jericho, and you're thinking, that, that's not going to work. I, you know, I, I need to see what Dr. Oz or Dr. Phil or Oprah says. 
No, you, you, you need to trust God. You need to have faith to read God's word and then do what it says. Your, your, fle- your flesh may question. Your, your unsaved family and friends may question. But to defeat your enemies, you need to have faith. Faith to go to God's word, go to God's people, get godly, wise, mature counsel, and then do what the Bible says. Number five, the work to defeat Jer- uh, your Jerichos must be done with courage. And Joshua had commanded the people, saying, Ye shall not shout nor make any noise with your voice, neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you shout. Then shall ye shout. You know, they're going up against this great walled city. And everybody's marching around. And I'm, I imagine there are some people thinking, you know, if they wanted to, they could come out here and just nail us using modern day language. They, they come out and nail us. It, it took, I, I believe it took some real courage for them to do that. And you, you say, well then, my Jericho, does, why would it take courage to defeat my Jericho? Because sometimes Jerichos are our comfort zone. And you want, I don't know if I can live without that. I've met people like that. They, they are so embedded in their sin. They're so captivated by their Jericho that they can hardly imagine life without their Jericho. It's their comfort zone. It has provided them some forbidden pleasures. It's provided them perhaps some uh, imagined um, um, security. And for some people, it's hard to imagine life without their Jericho. But you know that it's your enemy. And it's, it's destroying you. And you have to have the courage to listen to God's word, listen to God's man, listen to that good Christian counsel that you're going to get. Because some people get comfortable in their Jericho, even though it's pulling them down. Number six, the work work to defeat your Jericho must be done with patience. Oh, I lack patience. I, you know, I put the second coat on before the first coat dries. I do it every time. I can't wait for it to dry. The second coat's got to go on right now. That'll work, and it never does. It says, the seven priests shall bear the, before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns, and the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times. There were probably some people there like Peter, you know, impetuous, eager, you know, saying, let's just get this over with today. You know, God said we can take them. Hey, let's go scale the walls. Let's go take them. No, no, you got to wait. Sometimes defeating your enemy that haunts you may take years. It may take decades. I've seen some people, I mentioned my mom reading the Bible, perhaps through for the first time. I I, I could be wrong on that. I saw my dad do his greatest growth in the latter years of of his life. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing where older people are showing some great victories. And it may take a long time, but it's worth it. It's worth it. So, so, so don't give up. It, it, it took patience for Israel to do this. The march was for six and then the seventh day. And in your life, it may take a long time. So just hang in there. Just hang in there. 
Number seven, lastly. The work to defeat your Jerichos will be of benefit to others. You need motivation? It can be of benefit to others. Skipping down to verse number 22, But Joshua had said unto the two men that had spied out the country, Go into the harlot's house and bring out thence the woman and all that she hath, as ye swear unto her. Joshua's victory was a blessing to Rahab and her family. They're not going to live in that environment of child sacrifice anymore and all the ungodliness that's going on. Your victories over your Jerichos will help you to help other people get victory over their Jerichos. It'll help you to be a better dad. It'll help you to be a better wife. It'll help you to be a better young person when you get your victory. I have this quote. Two quotes we'll end with. We each, Bible.org says, we each have our Jericho, or AI, that's another battle that's coming up, that stands in the way of our ability to possess our possessions in Christ. Virtual strongholds, strongholds that impede our spiritual progress. It may be a weakness in our character, a physical infirmity. It may be indifference to spiritual things in general or to a specific area we are neglecting. It could be materialism or some life-dominating pattern. It may be difficult at one's place of work in the home with a particular personality. Or it may be financial burden. What they are saying there, well, let me finish. Regardless of the nature of our Jericho, we must realize victory always comes through God's plan of deliverance never ours. They're acknowledging that, yeah, there is symbolism there in Jericho, that we have our Jerichos. And the best way, the only way to get victory is through what we've mentioned tonight. Get, get others on board to help you. You know, be patient. You know, have faith. And God will bless you. We follow God's plan, God's directions. And you have courage that you can live without that sin. And life can be better. Whatever your Jericho is, and no matter how long you have been battling it, don't get discouraged, don't give up, don't throw in the towel. It may take a lifetime to, to defeat it. But you just keep battling and keep battling. It took them six days. It could have been one. Could have been, I mean, or seven days. God could have done it in one. He could have chosen to do it in 21 days, or it might have been two years. I, you know, that, that's, it's, it's God's timing. But you haven't lost till you've thrown in the towel, so don't throw in the towel. Because it may be tomorrow that you get the victory over your Jericho. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that the service was a blessing to you and that you were encouraged by God's word. If you have any questions about Mile Baptist Church, please contact us anytime. You can find contact information on our website at myobaptistchurch.com. Thanks for listening.